You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. On the Paracast with Gene and Chris, we progress as we ponder what is happening in the strange and unusual world of the unknown. Now, let me just tell you how things get astray in this crazy field. So, for example, the company that makes our forum software has an area in their forum where they talk about different things and somebody put up a thread, do you believe in UFOs? And they have a poll where most of the people who participated believe in UFOs. Okay, fine. Fair enough. And then some guy comes in here the other day, some joker, and he starts wondering why someone put up a blog entry saying that the Paracast runs too many commercials. Now, what does that have to do with whether you believe in UFOs? What do you think, Chris? I don't know. Maybe uh, aliens are starting to uh, commercialize their presence or something. Uh, You got me. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. But the other issue here is that the person who put this up took it down because he realized it's a ridiculous discussion. And in point of fact, we run the same number of commercials as any commercial radio show in the U.S. within a minute, one minute more or less, whatever. Same number of commercials. So why is it a crime for us to run ads and not a crime for all these other shows to run ads? Coast to Coast, Rush Limbaugh. There's nothing criminal about that. What's criminal is that we don't get any money from those those ads that the network runs. That's criminal. I know if I was Rush Limbaugh or Alex Jones or one of these other people, I'm sure they not only get a paycheck from their network, they get a piece of all those ads. They get a piece of the action. But the deal that a lot of radio hosts have is the one we have, which is they distribute the show, they give us so many minutes per hour to run our commercials, and then they have so many minutes per hour to run their commercials, and they leave open other minutes for local stations to run their ads. So the local stations get paid for their ads, the network gets paid for their ads, and we, if we sell enough ads, get paid for ours. But of course, we haven't yet sold enough ads. There you go. Yeah, tell me about it. Right. So the other way of being able to boost the show is, number one, to get more stations. We get more stations, we can go to an advertiser and say, look, we have all these stations, we have the worldwide presence of the Paracast, and that means it's a good place for your ad. And that way, those advertisers will come to us, they give us a salary, we don't have to ask listeners to give us donations. I mean, it works out perfectly, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, in a perfect world. Assuming a perfect world. Oh, yeah, that's how the business. Anyway. Well, I have a little announcement. Sure. On more of a positive note. We need um, one nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Other than the fact that it was uh, eight degrees here last night, which is uh, pretty rare for this part of the world. But um, I have decided uh, what my next book's going to be, Gene. It'll be out this fall. And it um, kind of dovetails nicely with today's guest. I attempted to shop a book uh, which would I would like to consider uh, as a definitive book on on the the cattle mutilation phenomenon or the unexplained livestock death mystery if if you will and uh i got 21 straight rejections from the publishing industry uh, each of the letters sent to my agent had either the word fear or afraid in it which uh kind of clued me in that maybe the timing wasn't right so i i shelved the project for 12 13 years and now it has been revived and i will be releasing stocking the herd which will be th- Hopefully, uh, the definitive objective look at this particular mystery that we'll be discussing today with with our guest, Werner Bach. 
Okay. Definitive guide. If Chris O'Brien does it, I agree. Who's the publisher? Uh, it'll be Adventures Unlimited Press. David was the one that uh, said, hey, you know, what about this? I, I had several book ideas, and um, I'd given him this uh, particular proposal years ago, and he, uh, he gave it back to me and said, hey, how about this? And I said, sold American. Okay. What can I say? It sounds good to me. And I wish you the best of luck with the book. We'll be talking more about it as we progress. Yep. Give people some hints about it. And maybe we'll have some special contests and such. And we'll use the book as a premium to boost the interest. Let's really work on this. It sounds like it's going to be a really great project. Let's get it on the New York Times bestselling list. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, very few books on the paranormal ever get to that great place. Now, let me tell you how some books get on there. You know, you have some books written by authors with a certain political bent. And what they do is you see them on the New York Times bestseller list because... Maybe some organization, political action committee, will buy up 100,000 books and give them away as a premium for people who give donations. But as far as the measurement of bestsellers are concerned, they just sold 100,000 books. That's an idea. So, I mean, if Bob Bigelow wanted to give away, you know, like a million copies of your book, and you're getting a buck or two a book, hmm. Hey, that sounds uh, sounds good to me. Hopefully, I'll be able to get him uh, to comment on the Sherman Ranch mutilation cases, which will be included in the book, um, especially the calf uh, case, which is one of the stranger uh, documented cases of all time, in my estimation. So, But we'll have to see. That'll be this fall, so we know that Chris O'Brien is going to be a busy bee to write that book. I wish you best of luck. I might be doing a book, too, with my first wife, Geneva Hagen, and that is a collection of all the material that we assembled from this magazine we put together years ago called Caveat Tour because we have rare interviews there with people who never get interviewed. In the history of UFO research, how many times have you seen an interview with Ray Palmer? Raymond A. Palmer, of course, the dad of our guest from last week. How many times have you seen an interview with Richard Shaver? And we have that kind of thing. We have interviews with people who were never interviewed. How about Curtis and Mary Fuller? Who were they? They were the co-founders of Fate Magazine with Ray Palmer. And where would paranormal research be without Ray Palmer, Fate Magazine, all the interests that he and the Fullers brought to this field of research over the years? So we have that collection, and we're working on some way to first digitize all the content, because remember, this is a printed magazine that came out at a time before it was such a thing as desktop publishing. Let me amend that. The last couple of issues were done in the era of desktop publishing. So we have to scan or otherwise put this thing together so that we can get all the text in there and then decide what books to include. And probably we'll be around with this book, Summer or Fall. We'll have to see. So we're all busy with our book projects. Yep. Sounds and, like it. Right. Good luck with yours. Thank you, and best of luck with yours. I'm really looking forward to reading it. Maybe he'll get me a chance to read the book before it goes to print. Maybe he'll take advantage of my free editorial services that I give to friends who are long-suffering co-hosts. And I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure he will. <laughs> Send me the manuscript. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of you, man. All right, good. Good to hear it. Talking about cattle mutilations or mysterious cattle deaths. 
And this is a controversial subject, but a very important subject, especially, you know, if you have a farm. You have to wonder what's going on here. What about the unsolved livestock deaths? And we feature a special episode about it this week, Chris. Yeah, this is one of the more peculiar cases that I've come across that have all the telltale marks of uh, some sort of societal manipulation uh, program going on by the Canadian government. And um, we're going to get into that. And we're going to try to hold uh, Werner back a little bit. He's very, very uh, keen to be on the show. Uh, we may have to uh, do a two-parter with him because this is a very, very complex case that goes all the way back to the mid-70s. And uh, Werner is a man on a mission. He's uh, quite adamant that uh, he's been targeted by by nefarious uh, agencies uh, north of the border. And uh, it's not only him. It's other, it's other nearby ranchers uh, in the Maritime Provinces. He's all the way over in the Atlantic time zone. So... This is going to be, uh, I think, a very interesting and intriguing examination of an aspect of this mystery that doesn't get the kind of press that the aliens gathering genetic material researchers would uh, <laughs> have garnered over the years. So, Werner Bach on unsolved livestock deaths. Joining Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. You know, for many of us, so much of our jobs are tied to our office computers. We have networks, special programs, important files. You feel chained to your office just to be productive. Well, here's some good news. There is a better way. It's one I've used myself. It's called Go to My PC. It's a secure remote access tool from Citrix that turns any computer, tablet, or smartphone into your office computer. How about that? With Go to My PC, you can access your entire network, use any program, save, edit, send any file from anywhere. Don't even need to worry about those flash drives. My listeners, by the way, can try Go to My PC free for just 30 days. Visit go to mypc.com. Visit go to mypc.com. Click the try it free button. Enter the promo code podcast. Then download the free app to your mobile device. That's go to mypc.com. The promo code is podcast. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. I have been asked to announce that Federal Judge Walter J. Skinner has confirmed that most gasoline vehicles will get 22% more miles per gallon with a low-cost automotive accessory called Platinum 22, which meets or exceeds its own fuel-saving claims. 
To learn if Platinum 22 will give you 22% more miles per gallon, you should call 1-800-LESS-GAS or 1-800-537-7427. Are your Federal Reserve notes looking for a safe haven? Mine found it in precious metals. Not paper promises, but actual gold in my possession. It is liquid, it is private, it owes no one, it cannot go bankrupt, and it maintains its purchasing power. Find your answer at Midas Resources. That's 1-800-686-2237. The answer is at 1-800-686-2237. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com. Spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We're joined on the Paracast with Gene and Chris this week with Werner Bach. He is a farmer from Canada, one of the farmers in the maritime provinces of Canada, And he has got quite a few fascinating, possibly frightening stories to tell. Werner, welcome to the Paracast. Yeah, good afternoon. And, well, I hope it uh, won't be boring uh, to the uh, audience. And I think it's high time the people here, especially in North America, that they uh, start waking up and come out of their virtual reality. Well, let's, we definitely want to be out of our virtual realities because if we're watching 24-7 cable news in America, you know you're in a virtual reality. Okay, so before we talk so much about the things that have happened to you, let's talk about your background. You've been a farmer for a number of years. Is this a family business or what? No, uh, I'm uh, 70 years old. I just made it uh, the uh, big uh, three score and 10. And uh, I grew up on a small farm over there in Germany. But uh, I didn't see much of a future because uh, most of the uh, land I farmed, it was on a lease basis. And uh, the fields, they were scattered around an expanding uh, town of roughly about 20,000 people. And uh, there was, uh, you know, uh, quite a bit developing uh, activity going on. And I would lose steadily farmland where I put a lot of work in. I would lose it uh, for uh, subdivisions and schools and so on. So this is basically the authorities coming to you and saying, we'll take your land uh, for these other purposes? Uh, no, no, as I say, uh, as I mentioned before, it was I farmed on leased. Most of the land I farmed on was leased land. If they lease you the land, then, then they have the option to say, we're going to unlease it. 
Ja, it's a thing when uh, the uh, sale breaks lease, you know, when the owners decided uh, that they could make uh, more money by selling the land for building lots, then I was off in the fields where I put a lot of work in, you know, I basically uh, was losing it. And uh, it was uh, from year to year, it was a hassle to have always enough land to farm on. And uh, I was getting sick and tired of it. So at the age of 27, I decided to uh, look for what you call greener pasture. You know, and at the time, the province of New Brunswick in eastern Canada, they were looking for immigrant farmers from uh, Europe, especially from Germany and Holland, to uh, pick up where the local farmers had left off. Uh, the year earlier, in 1968, I had uh, come over here for about a couple of weeks, and I looked around. And there were huge tracts of good farmland, but we considered to be good farmland that were, had been abandoned and that were grown up in bushes. And while at the same time, the province was uh, was importing uh, most of its food, what easily could be grown here. And uh, we saw it as an opportunity. The land was cheap, you know. So in 1969, early 1969, I came over here, and I bought a farm with the uh, Federal Lending Agency as a farm credit corporation, and I had to take on a 25-year mortgage, and uh, the rest, uh, and with the money, what I had uh, basically uh, bought over from uh, from the old country. Okay, so here you're in a situation where you buy the land. They can't come in there and throw you out, or can they? Well, uh, the way uh, Agenda 21 is uh, progressing now, especially south of the border, I think, uh, you know, uh, the uh, rules have changed. There are basically all rules off. The one who decides what the rules are is now big government. Okay, so when did things get strange for you on the farm? Well, uh, the first five years, you know, as I say, I bought a farm that uh, was uh, half uh, forest land. Basically, the uh, the forest had been stripped by the previous owner, and half of it uh, was uh, farmland. But uh, a lot of the fields, they needed drainage, and I had to, you know, clear the bushes off. And, and uh, the total is about was about uh, 640 acres, and uh, pretty near half, you know, half farmland and half forest land. But since uh, the woodlands had been stripped, uh, there was no way to make a living off the woodlands, you know. And I came over here anyway to farm, you know. So I, in the next few years, I put my nose to the grindstone, did a lot of hard work, you know, cleaned up the fields and drained them, lined the fields and uh, to get them back into production. And uh, But uh, there were still some more years ahead where I had to do preparation and... Uh, in uh, 1973, my dad passed away over in the old country, and he left me a piece of ground. So I sold it there in 1974, and I figured for the next few uh, years I could uh, pasture cattle and, uh, you know, beef cattle, and it uh, basically cow-calf operation, and it uh, would leave me some more freedom where I could do the other catch-up work on the land and get it uh, basically the infrastructure done so I could really get into farming, you know. And uh, as I say, in, uh, in uh, late summer 1974, I bought a herd of uh, beef cattle and I picked them out uh, out of a herd of several hundred. And anyway, and I thought I was uh, well set, you know, financially secure. But uh, by early 1975, some unusual things happened. 
They didn't match. Uh, during the night, the vehicles were parked there on the road. This is, uh, the, you know, basically a rural area, you know. The next door, uh, the next door neighbors uh, on one side, they were about a uh, quarter of a mile away, and the same way on the other side, about half a mile away, you know. And uh, when you see vehicles stopping there and going with searchlights over, the build- over your buildings at uh, 3 o'clock at night, you know, makes you wonder what's going on, you know. And then uh, cattle started getting sick. Verna, this is Chris. Uh, welcome to the Paracast, and uh, thank you yeah. so much for, for joining us uh, and so we can hear your story. But my, my quick question is, how large of a herd did you start out with? How many head of livestock did you have? Oh, I started out with uh, 32 uh, uh, beef cows. And, and what, what kind of cows were they? Uh, they were most, uh, at the time, uh, they were mostly uh, short-horn corpses, and that's what I saw around here. Uh, the uh, short-horn corpses, uh, they, uh, they were good milking cows, so uh, when the calves got plenty of milk, then they would have uh, good gains. You know, and in in the fall you could wean, uh, uh, early winter you could wean a good sized calf. Remember, we're not all farmers, and we don't completely understand what you're talking about. So, what is the goal of this? Because, like I said, this is to me Greek. I grew up in the city and lived mostly in the city. Yeah. So uh, basically, you know, uh, you uh, I I went into beef cattle, and as I explained earlier, uh, it. Uh, put the least uh, demands on uh, my work, and uh, it gave me some time to do some more preparatory work on the farm, you know, to get the, the land in a better shape and do more infrastructure work, like uh, do more drainage work and uh, line the fields and uh, clean up more of the fields. But in the meantime, a cattle could uh, readily graze on the field. You know, that's the reason why I decided to... Uh, to uh, for the uh, next few years go into beef cattle. I had been raising cattle over in the old country. I was milking cows, and I was very familiar with all the different uh, type of crop farming. I was growing sugar beets, I was growing potatoes, and I was growing grain. We got more to come. Werner Bach will tell us about what started happening to his livestock on his farm. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hey, neighbors. Got a small business or a large company that needs to be online 24-7? Well, here's the little secret. To make sure your site is always online, you need world-class DNS service from Dyne. That's D-Y-N. For years, Dyne has been helping companies ranging from the scrappy young startup to the giant media moguls of the world with making sure websites are fast and always available and that your emails are getting delivered. D-Y-N. Get faster internet by using Dyne for DNS. Visit Dyne.com slash podcast 30. Fill out the contact form or start shopping right away and save 30%. By using the promo code PODCAST30 at checkout. Again, visit Dyne.com, that's D-Y-N.com, slash PODCAST30. Check them out today. 
Stop the pain from broken, chipped, and damaged nails and eliminate toenail fungus with a revolutionary new nail hardener, Nails of Steel. Just apply one drop of Nails of Steel over natural or polished nails and go. With Nails of Steel, there's virtually no drying time and it's guaranteed. Try this all-natural, antifungal, and herbal formula for women and men. Call 816-896-8307 or get free shipping at NailsofSteel.com. NailsofSteel.com. It's like a salon in a bottle. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a silver dollar in a book explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Preparedness is simple when you have the right stuff. And with the looming threat of economic collapse and possible service interruption, it's time to get the best-in-class preparedness stuff at DisasterStuff.com. DisasterStuff.com has been serving smart preppers for over 15 years with quality products like Berkey water filters. DisasterStuff.com is the official Berkey in-stock shipping center. And as always, free shipping on all Berkey products. Stock up on water barrels and accessories. Get Country Living or Wonder Mill grain mills, Excalibur food dehydrators, Tatler reusable canning lids, sun oven solar cookers, EMP bags to protect sensitive electronics, and don't be without your life straw personal water filter, all from DisasterStuff.com. Preparedness is simple with the right stuff from DisasterStuff.com. Freedom through self-reliance and personal responsibility. Weakened by GMOs, stressed out about money, and blasted by the electric environment. Hi, I'm Pastor Ginny, and that was the state I was in back in 2010. Then I learned about RNA drops. I learned that 97% of my DNA that scientists have called junk is actually packed with millions of gene switches that play a critical role in controlling how my cells, organs, and other tissues behave. I learned I don't have to put up with disease, decay, or decline like I'd been conditioned to believe. I began taking RNA Drops, a 100% natural formula designed to turn on those switches and provide me with amazing health and joy. Learn more about RNA Drops and order a free sample today. Visit rnafreesample.com. That's rnafreesample.com. Or call toll-free 888-577-3703. Pay only shipping and handling for a free 30-day supply of RNA drops. Get the information you need and the health you want at rnafreesample.com. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, we are talking to Werner Bach, who's a farmer from Canada, who, as a matter of fact, there's a news story that I was just looking at as Chris and I were putting together our notes for the show. But before we get into that... At what point did bad things start happening on the farm, Werner? They are by the beginning of March 1975. As I say, I noticed some unusual things happening around here. I live in a rural countryside, and uh, as I said, at uh, 3 o'clock at night, vehicle would stop on the road, go with searchlight over the buildings. And at, at, uh, at first I thought that uh, some fathers were looking for cheap beef, you know. 
But uh, I had marked down the license plate number, and then uh, several more of those incidences happened. And every time I marked down the license plate numbers and uh, gave them to the RCMP, you know, and to check out who that, uh, who it was, you know. Because, as I say, you have to keep your eyes open, you know. And at the time, I figured the fellas were looking for cheap beef, you know. And what I said before, my... This is, uh, you know, sparsely. This was a sparsely populated uh, rural countryside, and uh, neighbor on one side was about a quarter of a mile away. The neighbor on the other side about a half a mile away. You know. And so this means here, then, if your neighbors were pulling the stuff, uh, you'd uh, know about time, it. At the time, I wasn't aware of uh, any of the neighbors. You know, but then about uh, a month and a half later, cattle started dying. The first cow that died the night before. Uh, the neighbor on the other side, I see him parked across from the loafing barn in, in my field. At 10 o'clock at night, it was dark, and this was by the end of April, and he was parked there about for 10, 15 minutes, and then he started up his uh, vehicle again, and I uh, saw him driving by. I noticed one burnt-out taillight, and uh, I realized who it was, so I, I jumped in the car, followed him up, and uh, he stopped, and I said, uh, what are you looking for? And he said, oh, I'm looking for my daughter's cat. He was living three-quarters of a mile away. It was, uh, uh, he was living about half a mile away, and uh, it was stopped dark, you know, and uh, uh, looking, uh, looking in under that conditions for his daughter's cat. But anyway, the next morning, uh, the best cow in the herd, it was a uh, red short on. This was by the end of April. She had already a full summer hair, you know, the nice short hair with a, uh, with a strip along the back. Basically, the animal was in the top shape. And in the morning at the time, I was feeding the square bales. I was putting out the, uh, the bales there a little distance from the barn in, in, uh, in a half circle, you know, so all the animals had uh, an even chance to, uh, to eat the hay, you know. And uh, this cow didn't come over for feeding. Generally, she was always the most aggressive one. Uh, she was standing aside, so I called her. She wouldn't come, so I walked over and slapped her on the back, and I said, come on, girl, get your hay. She walked a couple of steps, and uh, she fell right on her knees, and then she had uh, trouble getting up, and when she fell on her knees, she basically, uh, you know, uh, emptied herself in back, you know, and <laughs> I'm not supposed to use any any uh, profane words, you know, but uh, all that was coming out was clear mucus and water. And then she had trouble getting up, and my thought was, uh, she must have got something real corrosive inside, you know. And, and she tries to, uh, you know, the body tries to flush it out with, by putting out excessive fluid. But anyway, I phoned up immediately the veterinarian, uh, Dr. Lee from Sussex, young veterinarian. He came out at 10 o'clock, and he said, oh, yeah, uh, it could be winter dysentery. But uh, I was uh, up to snuff, you know, uh, symptoms of different illnesses and diseases, you know. And uh, so I said, no, it wouldn't be winter dysentery, uh, because at winter dysentery, they have internal bleeding, and uh, then uh, the uh, digested blood, sooner than digested blood, the, uh, the uh, stool would be black. And he said, oh, it could be most anything. But anyway, he left me some sofa boluses, and un until I knew what was going on with the, with the uh, cow, I didn't want to put any more chemicals in her, you know. But right. anyway, she went down at noontime, and I lifted up. This was by the uh, end of April, and uh, the run of the cattle, you know, it, it was a, a little bit, uh, you know, wet. And uh, I didn't have a four-wheel drive tractor, so I lifted up, and I put uh, a nice uh, bed of straw under. 
and uh, I covered up. And uh, the last time uh, I checked the cow uh, at night was around two o'clock at night. She still was uh, alive, but barely breathing. And uh, it was just a little bit frost, maybe about uh, three degrees or so that night. And uh, I left the tractor with the front end loader. And she didn't make it. Now, how about your neighbors? Were they, uh, Werner, were were your neighbors also experiencing unusual um, symptoms of their cattle? Well, uh, some of the neighbors, they told me that there was something going on and uh, they didn't know what happened, you know. And uh, basically... uh, over the years, with this racket that has been going on, I don't think I was the only one. But uh, a few months later, I found out uh, that there was a farmer at the outskirts of Sackville. He had lost 65 head of cattle, a dairy farmer. So these had, all died? Uh, and uh, that farmer, I spoke to him personally, and I knew him from a few years earlier. And uh, he was basically being given uh, a kind of... Uh, Who's given a runaround? No, no, nonsense. Yeah. The lied to by the veterinarian. Right. He, well, well th- now, we're talking about early spring of 1975. Were you aware at the time that there was an outbreak of, of, of cattle mutilation cases all across uh, the United States and in parts of uh, Canada? Were you aware of, of, of these uh, waves of animal uh, unexplained livestock oh, deaths? I was completely unaware of it. And uh, my hunch was, uh, from the symptoms the cow dis- uh, displayed, was that she had been uh, exposed to those uh, very corrosive uh, chemicals like they're being used in dairy barns. Huh, and, so you, uh, you thought that this was a reaction to some sort of introduced chemical? Yeah, yeah, that they had uh, basically uh, one way to get uh, into a cow to get uh, you know, a solution into, into her is uh, you take a long neck bottle, like a wine bottle, you put it in. You grab the cow with uh, the two fingers in the nose, lift the head up, and shove the wine bottle in, and let it run in, and then the, the animal swallows it and goes down. But let me ask you a question here. For what purpose would somebody want to sabotage your livestock and kill them? Uh, what uh, uh, Then in the follow-up time, I had to look uh, for what was the reason, who was involved, and uh, then I had to consider uh, the uh, when I bought the farm, it uh, was a lower farm and it, it was a upper farm. The upper farm was about a mile and a half up the road. And I have uh, about a total of uh, at least three and a half miles of road frontage overlooking a nice valley within easy commuting uh, distance from the next uh, uh, city, mountain. They call it the hub city one of the uh, hub cities here in in the maritime provinces, you know. I'm still not understanding here. So what is the motive, that you have really good property that they want to take over by putting uh, you out of business? Is, this is what I had to consider, uh, uh, that uh, it, wasn't, uh, it was about real estate. And what I found out later on, the families that were involved, two young fellows, the year before, or two years earlier, they didn't have uh, two cents to rub together. One was a plumber, and one became an electrician. And within a year, they bought a farm. Uh, one fellow who just had come off school and had started up his electrician business and uh, built a house, bought half a farm. You know, he sure didn't get anything from his dad because his dad was a drunk, you know. But then I heard uh, from other uh, people that there was some monkey business going on in the provincial government, where there were some loan frauds. You know, some of them, they were 
boasting, you know, when they had bought a, a second and third farm, that they uh, uh, had inflated the purchase price. Uh, so they ha had pretty near the whole purchase price of the farm as a cheap loan, uh, financed as a cheap loan from the uh, provincial government, from the Farm Adjustment Board. Well, were you ever approached by real estate developers or anyone that tried, attempted to buy your farm? Okay, uh, this wasn't about real estate developers. I'll tell you what, we'll try to find out what it was about. As you can tell, neighbors, when the discussion gets down on the farm, I'm a bit out of my element. As we progress with Werner Bach, joining Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Radio advertising on GCN, the Genesis Communications Network, is simple, affordable, and reaches millions. How do we do it? Let's break it down. First, the simple part. You tell us about your business. <laughs> then our expert radio copywriters write your copy. We hire professional voice talent. Hello there. I'm a professional announcer. And then produce your ad with just the right music and feel. <laughs> Voila. Simple. How affordable? 60-second ads on GCN are the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And that brings us to reach. Millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 700 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. That's it. A one-stop shop, creative radio ads, very affordable rates, millions of potential customers, and customer service that can't be beat. See our current list of satisfied advertisers at GCNlive.com. Then shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vapory and e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition. 
attention by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30-day warranty and satisfaction guarantee. So are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle? Then call 870-518-4307. That's 870-518-4307. Or visit LeSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP. As slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. We have Werner Bach. He's a farmer from Canada who encountered a problem where it looked like his livestock was being killed, perhaps, with Gene and Chris in the Paracast. Okay, it's not real estate developers, then? Who would it be who would be Uh, causing this to happen? See, uh, what I said, uh, those two young fellows, about a year, uh, uh, year and a half, two years earlier, they didn't have two cents to rub together. And within a year, they suddenly go on a spending spree. So who was financing them? don't see the connection. Now, these were the guys that owned the farm before you, or they were nearby? Uh, what's the connection know, to you? It's a neighboring farm. And uh, the fellow who was uh, at 10 o'clock at night right across from my loafing barn in my field was parked there for a quarter of an hour and the next morning the best cow in the herd is sick and she dies the next night oh so you're saying that, that you tracked down who these people were spotlighting your cattle and that's that's who you found out uh, they were spotlighting, right? uh, spotlighting my cattle uh, I've uh, this this happened there the previous month and I had uh, no, uh, noticed down the uh, license plate numbers you know because I understand. I okay, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't catch the connection. Okay, so you yeah. think these guys were hired by somebody? Now, now, what is these? What did you think at the time was going on? Do you think you were being victimized by the government, or do you think it was private uh, concerns? Well, what was your thinking back in seventy-five? Uh, basically, what uh, later on came together about in nineteen seventy-six. I had one evening a visit from. Uh, from an RCMP officer who was new to the detachment, and we were going over the events that had happened. And he said to me, you just must have got into one of their rallies. As I say, it's a whole long story. Uh, But uh, he said, last year they started up in Nova Scotia. This year they are in New Brunswick. And that's the way it will go all across the country. And then he added, you know, people are getting greedy. This is what I, the year earlier, I had already concluded with my investigations that it was organized crime, starting out at the grassroots level. And they were playing for Keats. 
So, Werner, you're, you're, you have a, uh, you're kind of hinting around here that this is some sort of organized criminal enterprise that was being enacted on you. Now, you've lost how many head of cattle since then? About 250, if memory serves uh, me correct? No. Uh, the last uh, 17 years, I lost over 320, and many more animals had been mutilated. Okay, well, how many out of those uh, 320 animals were actually mutilated? No, no, 320 were killed. Were killed, but how many were mutilated? Uh, at least uh, half of the herd, the remaining herd. And, and can you describe uh, the, the, the types of uh, evidence that, that would lead you to believe they were mutilated? Uh, I made, uh, uh, two and a half years ago, I made a 75-minute documentary. It's called Farmer's Ordeal. And uh, there is uh, uh, lots of the evidence is there, but I got uh, thousands more photos and uh, and files and everything. And it basically it points to a huge conspiracy that reaches into the high places of the government. And as I say, I have been uh, very active about the last uh, two years, for over two years, you know, on the internet. Their uh, different uh, different uh, networks had me on as a uh, as a guest first time in uh, 2009 on the 4th of July. Dr. Rebecca Carley, you know, uh, on the RBN network, she had me on uh, for two hours as a guest. The next one was Darren Weeks, Govern America on RBN. Then uh, Maggie Ryan. Well, well, what what sort of response have you gotten from the investigation community? I know you've talked with uh, Ted Oliphant. Have, you spoke with Linda Howe. Who, who did you Who did you approach first, Werner, uh, in the uh, investigation community, and when did you approach them? Uh, in the investigation community, I approached about ten years ago uh, Colin Keller from uh, Nets. The Colm say. Colin uh, Colin uh, uh, Colin Kelleher. Yeah, he worked with, with Dr. George Onet at the National Institute of I, I Discovery Science. I spoke to Dr. George Onet about a couple of weeks ago. Did, did you ever send them samples, forensic samples, uh, uh, any no, sort of... Uh, uh, Colm Keller, I sent him about, what, eight years ago. I sent him uh, photos I'd taken about uh, documenting the injuries on the animals. And at the time, the Internet just was in the in its uh, beginning stage. And uh, as I say, I'm a dummy on the Internet. But there was an uh, Internet outfit here in the village. And uh, the guy, he uh, scanned the photos. Those were Polaroid photos I'd taken. And uh, before he sent them, uh, I had to look at the photos. And I said, in, uh, you know, good quality. The scans are good quality. You can send them. And uh, a few days later, or a week later, I phoned up Colm Keller, and he said, oh, I got the photos, and they were in real, you know, poor quality. So something must have happened in between. Or, But then a while later, I became aware of NITS when, uh, uh, when I was, uh, at the time, I used to listen to uh, uh, Coast to Coast. And I listened to the interview when, I don't know if it was Art Bell or George Norrie who interviewed uh, uh, Colm Keller, you know, uh, that's, that's about when his, his book, uh, Hunt for the Skinwalker, came out. Did he ever ask you or did uh, Dr. Onette ever ask you to provide them with suspended uh, forensic samples in formalin or did they ask for any plant and soil samples? Uh, uh, did no, they ever send no, anybody no. out? 
At the time, I wasn't aware of Dr. Ornett. I only contacted the Colin Keller, and I sent him uh, the picture, the Polaroid picture documenting the burns and the uh, injuries and some of the autopsy photos of those animals. And, said that uh, he couldn't really tell anything because of, of the poor quality of the photographs? Uh, that's what he said, that, uh, that he, he uh, received them in very poor quality. And I, I doubted that very much because uh, the scans the fellow had taken here at the local Internet center, uh, Internet services, they were of good quality. But uh, then a while later, I listened, uh, happened to listen to Coast to Coast again, and it was mentioned uh, that uh, a fellow by the name of Bigelow was basically bankrolling that organization, NETS, and that he was one, uh, one big real estate developer in the southwestern United States. Well, we've we've uh, we've covered we've covered the subject of Nids and Bigelow and and his activities extensively here on the Paracast. But my question is, did they ever follow up with you on this? Did they make any attempt at all to help you? Oh, they never made any attempt. That's peculiar because generally they were pretty good at uh, at following up on on leads like this. Now, did you ever have any cattle that were actually surgically uh, attacked and uh, disfigured? Uh, most of the time they used lasers and burned holes right into the cattle. But uh, what I've been documenting, what was the most deadly technology that was being used, where they were modifying the atmospheric air, like the oxygen and the nitrogen. Okay, now that gets to be a bit strange. How uh, would no, they... no, that, that is not strange. Okay. I caused some research that was published in PubMed. And the earliest research about exposure to modified atmospheric air was being done in the 40s of last century, where workers in industries were exposed to nitrogen oxides and to ozone and the health implications. This is an old hat, and uh, it is uh, well known. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to find out, uh, to know, that uh, when, you, uh, when atmospheric air, which is composed of 76% nitrogen and 23% oxygen and carbon dioxide, and uh, you've got water vapors and you've got uh, uh, certain other polluting, you know, like uh, sulfur dioxide or what, uh, what, the, what the figure is. Yeah, sulfur you dioxide, know, uh, just regular pollution from car exhaust. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, polluting, polluting gases. But the main component of the atmospheric air is nitrogen. And when nitrogen is exposed to combustion heat or to any amount of heat that causes it to oxidize, then you end up with uh, the three different nitrogen oxide, from nitrogen oxide to nitrogen dioxide to nitrogen trioxide. And all of them are highly toxic gases. So basically here to try to summarize all this, someone is trying to poison the livestock using some kind of atmospheric manipulation. This is getting to be more and more fascinating, folks, and there's a lot more to go to explain what's going on and also to explain whether or not this has anything to do with a paranormal cause or something that's deliberately done by human intervention. And remember, neighbors, if you have a comment or a question about the PowerCast, don't forget to write us, news at thepowercast.com. Once again, that's news at thepowercast.com. Or send us a tweet on Twitter. We're known as the Paracast.
Werner Bach is our guest with Gene and Chris. You're in <laughs> the, the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Feeling like there are too many pressures and demands on you? Losing sleep, worrying about tests and schoolwork? Eating on the run because your schedule is just too busy? You may be under too much stress, and it may be affecting your mind. Get your mental edge back with Nootropic Mind Power from MindRegard.com. Nootropic Mind Power is not a drug, but a natural supplement. Its 12 powerful ingredients are natural and non-GMO, plus it's gluten-free, wheat-free, and formulated by Americans for Americans by an NSF-certified laboratory. Nootropic Mind Power is available at mindregard.com, spelled M-I-N-D-R-E-G-A-R-D.com, and comes with a 100% money-back guarantee. Free your mind with Nootropic Mind Power Cognitive Supplement from mindregard.com. Mind Regard. Clearly see tomorrow and yesterday. Today. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Werner Bach, farmer from Canada, joining us, talking about the mysterious, or not so mysterious, deaths of over 300 of his livestock on his farm. And one of the possibilities that you'd mentioned, Werner, is whether someone is somehow manipulating the local atmosphere to cause some of these deaths. So how would you do that? What's the mechanism by which you do that kind of thing? Superheat the air. In the 75-minute documentary, it's all sequentially in there about uh, when you use uh, directed energy, you know, like lasers or masers. You, uh, what I showed there where the animals had burned on their noses, burned spots on their noses, that meant uh, uh, directed energy beam. And uh, I followed it up. I have uh, some other pictures where I showed uh, uh, originally the beam is round, but where it hit, it's an uneven surface then it follows the contours of the surface and you can determine the direction where the beam had come from. When you look right straight from the front, it's perfectly round. When you look from the, from the side, where they had uh, focused it uh, partly into the nostrils, then it follows the contours of the nostrils, the uneven contours of the nostrils. But uh, as I say, it's uh, just Werner, a Werner, 
So, Werner, you're talking about a directed energy uh, instrument. Was this done from the air? Was it done from the ground? I mean, basically, your your picture shows something that that probably was was directed from above the animal. Uh, no, in uh, in uh, most of the cases, what I've been documenting, it indicates that it came from the ground. See, uh, it's the cattle there on the lower farm here. In the lower farm, it's uh, roughly about uh, 110 acres, and it's surrounded by woodlands and uh, and some hills. You know, so it's uh, roughly about uh, two, uh, 200, uh, two, uh, 250 yards uh, up to the edge of the surrounding woods. Plus, uh, right through the middle of the farm, there goes a uh, a, uh, a highway or country road, you know. Right. And uh, so it can be done from the road. We had seen the vehicles parked there, right uh, right across from the animals where they were in the uh, where they were right across the fence where the animals were in the in the pasture. You know. Well, were you ever able to see, like in the first instance, where you were able to ID a vehicle spotlighting the cattle? Did you surveil your herd? Did you did you were you ever able to ascertain how exactly they were doing this? Uh, did you ever witness anybody uh, in the woods around the area or stalking around in your pastures? Were you ever able to uh, ID? Individuals, uh, perpetrators. I've identified uh, when I was being targeted with those beams. You know, when they uh, basically hit me in the back or in uh, in the back of my leg or so, and I was uh, able to determine the direction it had come from. Uh, when it was during the winter, I would line it up the direction, and then I went to the spots like from the hilltop and so, and there were fresh tracks in the snow where somebody had been there, and I identified the person. Then I followed the tracks up. And they, they came out at this neighbor's driveway. And the, the boot size fitted about his uh, teenage son. Uh, again, I, am, I, I think I asked this before, but I just want to make sure that I understand. You were the only one whose animals were being targeted in, in this manner, correct? Your neighbors did not have these types of, of, of uh, cases where animals were, uh, were exhibiting these burn marks? Uh, another German neighbor... He came over, they came over around the same, uh, within a few months after I had come over. And uh, uh, when the young fellow, when he bought the farm up at the road, and he moved his whole cattle herd there, and he was looking very well after them, uh, there over, over a period of roughly about half a year, I think he lost at least nine or ten cows. And uh, I was there, you know, I helped him when we wanted to get some of the cows that had been targeted when we wanted to get them up, and all the cows were paralyzed. The hind end was paralyzed. They would stand up on their front feet, they would uh, eat and uh, pass feces and everything, but they couldn't get up. And the last cow I witnessed there, uh, this was uh, in early spring. We were come by on the road, and the cows were relaxing on the side hill. And one black, white-faced cow, she was chewing a cat, her cut, you know, and uh, she was in a good shape, and the raven were sitting on her hind end, and they picked already holes in two inches deep, and she didn't flinch a muscle. What year was this that your neighbor was uh, was was hit? Uh, the year was 1973 and 1975, and I saw he was looking very well after his cattle. They had the best hay and everything, you know. But he just had bought uh, this uh, farm at the road, you know. Because when they first came over, they bought uh, just only a small farm, uh, 65 acres, right, uh, you know, bordering on the north side of my farm. 
But then uh, the, the next uh, a few years later, the young fella, he moved further out in the countryside and he bought this farm. Uh, I think it was about a square mile. You know, some patches of woodland in between. I think uh, uh, over 500 acres. You know, and as soon so as he- how far away from your farm was his? Oh, uh, that farm was is about uh, four miles away from uh, from where I am. And so, uh, he's the only other person that that you know of that was victimized, or their cattle was victimized in this manner. Uh, I was uh, talking uh, to uh, some of the farmers around who were losing livestock, and uh, they did not know what had happened. But uh, when they described to me the symptoms. A lot of the symptoms, they matched what had happened to my cattle. But as I say, at the time, I was not aware. I knew that there were lasers, you know, because the lasers, were, I, I tried to keep up, you know, with, uh, with uh, most of the sciences, and uh, I knew that about uh, uh, lasers had been invented about a little bit over 50 years ago, and the masers... Uh, to uh, had been brought to the knowledge of the public at around uh, 60 years ago. You're suggesting then, Werner, that they're using laser beams to somehow do this manipulation? Uh, lasers, uh, lasers or masers, but they use, uh, what I'm uh, documenting, they were using a combination of frequencies. Uh, for example, when you use UV light, uh, UV light, it changes the oxygen into ozone. And uh, when you use the heat-producing frequencies, it can be done with microwaves or with lasers, you know, and uh, you oxidize the atmospheric nitrogen. And when this energy is being focused on the nose of the animals, then the animals breathe in this modified bubble of air with devastating consequences. And what kills an animal, what uh, kills a 1,200, 1,400-pound cow is no trouble killing a human being. And they come down with a massive heart attack. You know, I'm 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 getting a couple of of, of thoughts here. Uh, one is that you feel that uh, your German heritage may somehow uh, be at play here because of the other rancher also being German. That's one thing. So so I'm getting a sense that you think uh, your heritage may be a part of this. Uh, but uh, just only peripheral, because. Uh, when I came here, you know, I basically basically caught the last five years the way uh, things used to be in the Maritimes. And then in the mid-70s, uh, uh, the early and mid-70s, a crowd came in. You basically, if they wanted something, what you had, you had to give it to them. Well, I'm, I'm confused. Who came in? A crowd of ruthless followers, basically a grassroots crime movement localized mafia, whatever you call it. You know, anything goes. Are we talking about organized crime or what? Uh, basically, uh, it's a grassroots level. And uh, this was being uh, confirmed to me uh, uh, about two years later by an RCMP officer. You know? Okay, yeah, let's, let's talk about law enforcement here. Now, how many head of cattle did you lose before you reported this, before your suspicions that these your cows were being victimized? When did you first report this to to the uh, RCMP? Uh, and uh, in, in uh, early 19, uh, 1975, when I noticed there those vehicles stopped there on the road, and the place where they stopped uh, coincided with uh, the only place from where they could look into the loafing barn. I think it's fair to say, ladies and gentlemen, that we have lots and lots of questions to ask of our guest, 
And frankly, I'm still kind of curious about some of these things. I don't understand every detail yet. And can we say there is no paranormal connection? Werner Bach joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Do you know how much the dollar has lost in its value against other currencies in the last 90 days? Ever think about how inflation will change your life, your savings, your retirement plans? Remember inflation in Zimbabwe, Argentina, the Weimar Republic? Put another way, who cares if your investments go up 10%, but you lose 40% of your purchasing power? Gold is the only monetary asset as no one else's liability. Gold still buys the same amount of stuff it always did. Gold does not require trust in a third party. You can possess it in your hand. You can take it with you. Gold is real money. Gold is honest money. My name is Daniel Larson from Midas Resources. To find out how you can protect your savings and roll over your IRA funds into precious metals accounts, please call me at 800-686-2237, extension 134. That's 800-686-2237, extension 134. 800-686-2237, extension 134. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years in serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System system today complete with two black berkey elements for only 231 dollars and the berkey guy will ship your order free of charge with the purchase of a berkey light the berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only 39.99 that's over 30 percent off the retail price call the berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653 that's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com that's goberkey.com today Positive results from satisfied customers of Heart and Body Extract continue to pour into our website, hbextract.com. This is Al from New Jersey. One day I saw your ad for Heart and Body Extract, and it mentioned that it would help me with angina, so I decided to order. I figure I had nothing to lose. Heart and Body Extract supplies your body with everything it needs to balance itself and maintain optimal heart and circulatory health with no negative side effects. 
I took the formula three times a day as directed, and I kid you not, within four days, my angina pain was completely gone. Order HB Extract by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. I could not believe it actually stopped the pain. Heart and Body Extract actually works. This is just an amazing product. Even the numbness in my hands is completely gone. Heart and Body Extract for a long and healthy life. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Werner Bach, a farmer from Canada, telling us about the mysterious deaths of so much livestock. Now, I want to drop in just one quick question here. There's a story I found going back on an online publication called Huffington Post, where this is the headline, okay? And maybe you can answer what this means, okay? Werner Bach blames death rays aliens for cows' deaths, faces charges in Canada. I'm not hearing from you that we're seeing death rays. What's going on? See, uh, I had uh, another, now the fourth court appearance. On my fourth court appearance at the provincial court in December, on the 7th of December, I took the witness stand on my own behalf, and a reporter from CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, Kate Ledrick, was there. And when I took the witness stand, I said to the judge, I said, please admonish members of the media that their mandate is to report facts, what has been said in this courtroom, and their mandate is not to write fiction and especially when it is a national broadcaster, like the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And the same thing is with Huffington Post. You know, it's more interesting, you know, to report fiction than fact. As I say, uh, look, the evidence I've gathered, it does not point to extraterrestrials or UFOs, but it uh, points very distinct toward organized crime at the local level and at members, some rogue elements in the militaries. So why are they saying there's a ET or uh, some kind of paranormal ET. explanation? After my court appearance there on the, uh, when was it there, on the 11th of June, when those uh, stories were being floated, what I found especially interesting, uh, on the Huffington Post, of what interest should it be to the Huffington Post when a small beef farmer in eastern Canada is in front of a court and make up this story about UFOs and aliens? And within 24 hours, there are over 400 comments being posted, most of them derogatory about me, you know, but about this UFOs and aliens. This is what the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, want to make fly already a few years earlier. But it didn't work in order to discredit me. Well, that's, yeah, that, you leave it to the media to uh, sensationalize uh, 
uh, a case of this sort and, and put their own spin on it. I've had a number of conversations with you, and you've been pretty adamant to me that uh, you feel that this is uh, more of a human-perpetrated uh, wave of, of cattle deaths. And, and, and I say, listen, I don't know what happened in the southwestern United States and so and about UFOs and aliens, but I believe in the, in the Holy Scriptures and in the Bible, and you read in the Bible in Revelation, you know, and uh, there are different uh, passages in the Bible, and if you are a Bible-believing Christian, you have to believe the whole thing, and not just uh, being selective, you know. And it talks about uh, different entities, you know. And, uh, you know, as I say, maybe I'm, uh, I'm uh, doing a disservice, but uh, I'm uh, right straight out front. About uh, last year, in the summer, I was in Moncton, in front of Staples, business depot in the parking lot. It was, a, it was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It was a blue sky. And I saw one of those uh, chemtrail jets, the C-135, uh, flying at about, uh, I would say, uh, maybe 10,000 feet. But it was not flying the general direction of the air traffic, but it was flying towards the uh, northwest, north-northwest, and I, uh, there in the parking lot, in the sunshine, I saw a, a, a flock of uh, seagulls there, you know. And then I looked up uh, at that plane, and I saw, at first I thought it was a small bird that was buzzing, buzzing the, flying pretty high, you know, white bird, you know. But then I took a closer look, and then I thought this, uh, whatever it was, it was buzzing around that uh, big tanker plane, you know. And... Uh, then I thought, damn it, you know, birds generally, they don't fly, uh, white birds, there are no white birds around that fly roughly about 10,000 feet altitude and that they can keep pace with a jet plane that flies at least 750, 400 miles an hour. But then I got a closer look at it. It was a round object, uh, approximately 15 to 20 feet in diameter, you know, compared to the size of the plane. And uh, I would say the outside rim was about six, maybe six feet thick. And it kept buzzing around the plane, you know, in, a, in an erratic way. And to the left, there was a small fluffy cloud. And I just wanted to uh, uh, turn around and get my camera from the vehicle. And when I, the next time I looked, uh, that uh, little thing uh, was gone, you know, after it had directed, uh, had... Uh, Proceeded towards that little fluffy cloud. Well, so as I say, th- that's I- that's interesting. I mean, we could we could uh, probably come up with a prosaic explanation for that. Um, uh, Look, but I'm, I'm you're not you're not suggesting that this somehow is tied in with your particular uh, case oh, here. You, no. You're just saying that you saw this uh, in, in conjunction with what you thought was uh, a plane spraying chemtrails. Yeah, and uh, as I say about uh, uh, chemtrail planes, uh, here they are thousands of here on the East Coast, and I've taken uh, uh, taken hundreds of photos over the last uh, two and a half years, and then uh, manipulated. Right, well, that, that's a whole different uh, subject yeah. and conversation. Uh, you know, we at the Paracast uh, have have looked into this, and uh, quite frankly, a lot of these persistent contrails, I think, are being misidentified as chemtrails. Uh, there is quite a large weather modification and cloud seeding uh, effort uh, underway in North America, and the silver iodide does tend to uh, 
to help uh, create cloud cover uh, with the help of, of kerosene exhaust from jets. But uh, but let's get back to your case here. Um, when did you you mentioned to me that you uh, you contacted Linda Moulton Howe? Uh, when did you first find out about her, and uh, when did you contact her, and what did she say to you? Well, I spoke to her, I think, uh, three times over the last uh, six years or so. The last time I spoke to her about a year and a half ago, and I referred her to my documentary and, and on the pictures that uh, Sheldon Day had posted uh, on the Internet uh, about a year earlier before I made the uh, documentary. Uh, Sheldon Day had posted for me over 100 pictures. Some of the same pictures are in the documentary, and I categorized them by the different uh, type of energy beams that had been used and what injuries they were caused. And uh, I, when I, last time I spoke to Linda Mould now, and I referred to her about uh, those pictures in the, the uh, documentary, and she said, I only investigate cattle mutilations done by UFOs and aliens. So she's not interested in what you do, and we'll have a lot more to say about that and about your experiences. Coming up shortly, Werner Bach, joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service fast free same day shipping and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker if you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now I can help you reduce or eliminate your tax debts and end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. 
I've helped thousands of people reduce and eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. And with the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. You've come to expect winter specials from Herbal Healer Academy, and we're not going to let you down. Battle through cold and flu season with powerful natural and safe flu fighters, antivirals like olive leaf extract capsules and elderberry power, vitamin D3, 180 caps, only $9, beta-glucans and an incredible immune system booster, our own four-herb tea capsules, and Respa 8, all specially priced during the winter sale at HerbalHealer.com. Also, exclusive homeopathic detoxes for lungs, kidneys, liver, whole body, and lymph are on sale. Herbal Healer Academy offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Log on and save big now when you hit the winter specials at HerbalHealer.com. Healing the world with nature, one person at a time since 1988. Celebrating 25 years in service to the natural health care industry. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. With Gene and Chris, we got Werner Bach, a farmer from Canada, talking about the deaths of livestock. That You were in touch with Linda Moulton Howe. She says that she only investigates the paranormal kind. So why get in touch with her in the first place if that's what her point of view is? Well, this is uh, what she uh, then uh, finally uh, uh, expressed very definite. And I said, uh, I thought to myself, what kind of a crackpot investigator? If you want to investigate something, you keep an open mind. The key being here that before you decide whether it's ET or anything extraterrestrial, First, figure out what's going on, what the cause might be, and make the cause be determined by the evidence, not what theory you hope to prove. Yeah. And as I say, you know, that's... But then I I looked up a personal profile. Uh, I think uh, her dad worked for Lockheed Martin, military industrial sector. And when she started out her career, she started right away out uh, with a silver spoon in her mouth. Well, whatever the point being here, she was not the right person to contact. But there are people out there who maintain that cattle mutilations or mysterious deaths, you can decide which group to include, but these are caused by some kind of intervention of a paranormal source. Well, as I say, I don't uh, want to deny that there is a possibility that some of the cattle mutilations has been done by other entities or some uh, secret military uh, agenda. And uh, as we see, the militaries, uh, they are more and more and more controlled and working towards Agenda 21, globalization. Wow, we're just getting into all sorts of possibilities here. Okay, so there's another conspiracy at work here involving the military, globalization. You mean creating a one-world government? Uh, one word uh, government, a, 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 a corporate 
global, global economy, and there is no room for small family farms. Okay, on what do you base this? Something that you see in a conspiracy site? Or a book, or do you have some kind of personal information? Thing, you know, I don't. Uh, I don't say conspiracy. Conspiracies have been a, a fact of life ever since human beings have been on the earth. Yeah, it doesn't take much to create a conspiracy. But basically, I, I think say, what and, and, Werner and is what saying. What I'm saying, those that uh, want to ridicule us when we talk about conspiracies, I'm I'm uh, firing it right back at them, and I ask them, from what planet did you just uh, uh, fly in? <laughs> Well, see, I'm still trying to wrap my head around why you have been targeted, why you have been selected to be victimized. That's, you know, you, you need some sort of, of motivation. You need a, a, a motive to... Oh, that's uh, same. Look, I'm not, the, the, I'm not the, the smartest guy, you know, so I, and I don't pick up right away on the, on the clues, but I'm very persistent. And I had, uh, I had over 30 years, over 37 years uh, to put that together. Plus, uh, as I say, uh, I've been on, uh, on this planet now for over 70 years. And uh, if you don't get the things right away, you know, uh, can shed light on them, then you look at long-term patterns. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's important. Now, let's, let's talk about the local veterinarian uh, response to your cases. Um, obviously... When these animals started coming down with uh, strange, unexplained uh, burns, uh, obviously the lungs uh, were impacted uh, uh, because I, I've seen some of the autopsy photographs of the of the lungs, and obviously these animals, uh, it's it's unusual to see the kinds of um, of of afflictions that these animals died from. Now, what when you first approached your local veterinarian? Uh, or veterinarians, I would imagine. Uh, what was their response to this? And, and, and uh, they, uh, they, uh, uh, the first cow that died uh, next morning, I phoned up the veterinarian, uh, the one that had been there uh, the day before, Dr. Leesk, and he came out at around 10 o'clock uh, uh, to do an autopsy. And uh, uh, when he cut the cow open uh, right away, uh, one thing what I noticed, there was an extreme sour smell comes from the rumen, and there was massive corrosive damage. The inside lining of the rumen was peeling right off. So I pointed that out to the doctor, and he said, uh, oh, that's normal, after the animal has been dead for half a day. And I, I thought, uh, I said, no. That's not normal. It, uh, it does not, uh, the stomach acid is not that strong that it caused that much of a damage. And besides the point, uh, the cow still was uh, alive at 2 o'clock in the morning, and she still was warm when I, when I came out in the, in the morning. You know, so she had died just only a short, uh, a short while earlier. And what were the weather, weather conditions? Uh, this is early uh, spring in New Brunswick. Sunshiny morning. And there was just only a mild frost during the night. Okay, so so you were right down around freezing then. Yeah. So but, that uh, that animal that animal would stay pristine for for quite a while actually for for at least uh, that day. You know, I always did checking and back checking. Right uh, on the other road, uh, there was a small slaughterhouse. So I asked the old fellows, next time you kill a cow, uh, uh, you uh, you kill a cow, uh, keep the stomach there, keep it closed, and I want to see. Uh, for about a day, and I want to see if the stomach acid is causing that kind of a damage, you know. And uh, a day later, I picked up, uh, I, I had a look at the, at the stomach, and uh, uh, there was uh, nothing, no corrosive damage to the inside of the stomach. 
but anyway, anyway, uh, then I pointed out to the veterinarian. Uh, I noticed a uh, massive hemorrhaging of the of the heart muscle, and uh, he said, "Yeah, massive hemorrhaging of the heart muscle." I said, uh, "I asked him what can cause it. Oh, probably some kind of uh, poisoning." After he made that kind of an assessment, he cut about the size of an open hand, a patch out of the stomach wall. Then he took his hatchet and he scraped and discarded all the corroded lining that was peeling off. He discarded it on the ground. And then to top it off, he went to a puddle of dirty water and dipped the rest of the sample into the dirty water. And then he put it in his clean plastic bag to forward it to the pathology lab to test for pathogens. Oh. And I just was shaking my head. Oh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that's not how you properly gather forensic evidence. Uh, and this kind of incompetency, and this uh, basically uh, lying to me, I've encountered now for the last 37 years with the veterinarian. Doesn't that make you, though, want to give up this business or maybe take your work somewhere else? Why would you put up with so many years of this abuse? Because I was living under the delusion that Canada was a country, the bastion of freedom and justice, one of the last great countries in the world. But in the meantime, I found out what has been swept all underneath uh, the Canadian carpet over the last few hundred years. And it is outright disgusting. You're saying that this kind of phenomenon has occurred elsewhere for all those uh, years? Oh, no, I don't want to say about Canada, but I mean uh, the corruption in the system, you know? And uh, you people on south of the border, you, uh, you are facing one big enemy, you know, that uh, basically has lured you into one war after another for the sake of the British Empire. And when you look at all the history, you know, uh, it's... Uh, I got quite a wake-up call over the last uh, two years, two, three years. When I came here to North America, you know, uh, I was going, I grew up over there in Germany, and our uh, part of Germany was uh, under, occupied by the British, you know, and all what uh, uh, the history and everything, you know, and uh, the school uh, curricula, it was all determined by the occupation force. But uh, uh, my parents, they went uh, uh, through the First World War, they went through the Second World War, so did some of my relatives and some, uh, some of the neighbors. They went through the Second World War. Some of them were prisoners of war. And so uh, we knew more at the grassroots level than what the media or the uh, uh, education system told us. But when I came here to North America, you know, I basically uh, came to the conclusion uh, North American people have been uh, basically fed for at least the uh, last hundred years uh, such a filtered version of history and uh, what happened. And they, that way they had been lured into two world wars, you know, to do the dirty work for the banker. I'll tell you what, we'll get into a lot more of this. It does sound like a conspiracy <laughs> theory to me. We've got <laughs> Werner Bach joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. 
Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. HempUSA.org has a newly designed website and a new and improved detoxification product. Order our new microplant powder gold loaded with vitamins, minerals, iodine, and probiotics, and we'll send you our travel size microplant powder absolutely free. Microplant powder only at HempUSA.org. Call 908-691-2608. That's 908-691-2608. And see what our powder, seeds, and oil can do for you only at HempUSA.org. Only this offer ends January 31st. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. land in Buenos Aires, then a shuttle to Santa Rosa, where a nicely furnished cabin with all amenities, Wi-Fi, executive food and wine, and laundry service awaits. After a good night's sleep, your adventure begins. You're on a golden stag safari for big game. But it's not Africa, it's Argentina. One-on-one guided hunts for water buffalo, cougar, bighorn rams, wild boar, and the biggest stag deer in South America. All gold medal quality. All the action you can handle. Land Rovers, top rental guns with scopes, all food, beverages, hunting guides, ground transportation included, and more. All more affordable than you can imagine. The adventure of a lifetime starts at GoldenStagSafaris.com, the big game hunting ranch. GoldenStagSafaris.com. Alex Jones here with a message that could revolutionize health in this country. Going back about a year and a half ago, I began to learn about the incredible health effects of Longevity products. Aaron Dykes lost 92 pounds. We're going to show you some before and afters. Aaron Break down what happened, your story. I've worked really hard with diet and exercise to try to lose weight, but I just didn't get the results. It just didn't happen. Then I saw what you were doing with InfoWarsTeam.com. I wasn't even trying to lose weight, but I got it because I wanted to feel better energy. I wanted that nutrition. Didn't even understand how that could kickstart my own weight loss goals, but the products did that for me. I found myself suddenly losing weight, more energetic, wanting to exercise, wanting to eat the right foods. And they don't even advertise it as weight loss. I want to challenge our radio listeners to go to InfoWarsTeam.com. Sign up as a distributor and get wholesale pricing discounts at InfoWarsTeam.com. 
This is Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. Chris has his trickster voice enabled. Werner Bach joining Gene and Chris in the Paracast. And I'm still really not focusing on this in the proper so way. And maybe it's my fault. I really don't understand here how the conspiracy involving the killing of your livestock is part of a global conspiracy. Uh, What's, I still understand the purpose of it. Why are they killing this livestock? Uh, listen, uh, what I said, uh, over the years, gradually, I was picking up bits and pieces where I got the real mindset of some of my neighbors that were very cunningly disguising what they were really all about. This was about uh, 15 years ago. One neighbor, a good church-going lady, you know, she said to me, oh, the land was granted to our forefathers and their descendants for all times. You know, the original grants, you know, the original land grants. And uh, I happened to, a few years earlier, uh, uh, to uh, get a copy of the land grant, uh, grant map and who were the original families that first, the European families that first settled this land. And as I say, this lady said the land was granted to our forefathers and the descendants four times. So I counted right back, and how about when they sell it? Oh, it belongs to them anyway. Okay, so she's saying the land doesn't belong to you. Yeah. Okay, and, uh, so why not just go to court and assert their point of view and saying, okay, it's not his land, we feel the land belongs somewhere else why go through all this you're saying they are responsible for killing your livestock are they trying to discourage you to get you to leave what uh this basically uh, tells about the mindset of some of the old families here some of the old families a lot of the old families are decent people but then we got some dirtbags and some of them, uh, a lot of them, they got the chip on their shoulder because they came over from the British Isles, that they are still the masters. Basically what I'm hearing, Werner, is, is that your German heritage may be what is causing you to be the, the focus and the target of, of, these, of these masers and lasers. Um, of course, the, according to the Canadian government, they're, they're, they're blaming you uh, for not taking care of your herd. Now, obviously, if if you're rocking the boat and you're you're calling these people out, I mean, I've I've talked to you at length, and you've gone through some of the the amazing permutations of your you know dealings with the Canadian government about this. Do you feel that it is your German your German heritage that has uh, uh, many things come together? Because I hate injustice. I hate criminals, especially. Uh, the criminals I've encountered and that want to uh, put up the image of being the uh, honorable citizens in the community. And as I say, I've been, uh, I've been uh, farming now for over 50 years, pretty near 55 years. You know, you know what? I think if I was in your position where I was being harassed by my neighbors or whatever, I'd sell my farm and get the heck out of there. Why go where you're not wanted? But uh, listen... I did not think that it would have been a 37-year haul. You know, I thought it uh, it was an isolated case. But uh, after 37 years and after I've seen the corruption all through the government, you know, and incidentally, I am being hauled into court upon trumped-up charges where I presented all the evidence in court, you know, 
under the auspices of the Minister of Justice, the Attorney General for New Brunswick, Mary Claude Blay. She's a lawyer. Right, but the question here is, after being hauled into court, did they fine you? Did they threaten you with jail? What happened? What's the outcome? Oh, no, no, no. This is still ongoing. I've had now my fifth court appearances. My next court appearance is supposed to be, I think, on the 23rd of June uh, uh, this year. And I said to the judge, the way I'm being gassed day after day whenever I go outside, you know, you're just waiting that I kick the bucket and then the, the, the problem of Werner is gone. So if you're gone, they just take over your land? Uh, uh, basically, they got me out of there. And this is what one of this family clique said to me, you know, when he kept gassing me and they kept uh, messing around with me with lasers and everything, you know, like, uh, like uh, chemical warfare. But it's only happening to Werner Bach. It's not, not happening only, to anybody else. Uh, not just only to me, but uh, most of the other people, they didn't know about it. And when they know about it, they are so scared, they don't want to stand up against this, this bunch of this organized crime. Okay, and so you're saying there are, other people who, there are other people who are having the same problem. Okay, are these fellow farmers in your area or what? Uh, what I said to you, this other farmer there, when, uh, uh, when my trouble started up in uh, the RCMP in order to, uh, at first they started investigating, and when I named some uh, names of uh, some honorable citizens in the community that had been hanging around and the, the, that belonged to the same family clan, you know, then suddenly from, day, uh, from one day to the next they didn't want to know anything anymore about. And uh, then, uh, but uh, I was under the gun, this bunch, they kept killing my animals, you know, when I was coming out in, in the morning, some of the beautiful animals, you know, uh, then suddenly they, within two, three days, they would sit right down, lose three, four hundred pounds. And they looked like walking skeletons, you know. And then a few days later, they were dead. And this bunch of young hellhounds, this bunch of young click, they were running around at daytime, at night around my, my premises. And more and more animals started dying, and the police suddenly didn't want to know anything anymore. But by that time, I had found out already so much. Then I was being approached by the RCMP, uh, two high-ranking officers. They came to see me, because the day before, I had uh, done things my way, you know, in the Trans-Canada, but I did not uh, offend against any kind of law, you know, but I raised up a stink on the Trans-Canada, and it created a, quite an embarrassing situation for the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. The next morning, I had a visit from two high-ranking officers. They said to me, you're doing an awful lot of driving lately. I said, so what? Are there any restrictions for immigrants, how much driving they can do in this country? I said, what do you want? My car is licensed. I got a driver's license. You know, what do you think how it would make us look when you find all, out all those things and we don't? I said, your image is already pretty scratched anyway because a few scandals had surfaced. You know, where Mounties were involved in burning the barn in Quebec, another Mountie had, placed, uh, had placed explosives in a, in a supermarket, you know. But anyway, I was being picked up and put in the loony bin. Well, you, you know, you're going to find that uh, anywhere. You're going to find uh, good eggs and bad eggs in law enforcement, in the legal community, in government. Yes. In the government, you're going to find a higher percentage, I, uh, <laughs> I listen, would imagine. I was but, but Werner, here, here, let, let me ask you a, a really important question. You are claiming that your animals are being targeted and that there's physical evidence that supports your research and your conclusions. Have, do you have any 
scientific evidence that backs up and proves your theory correct? Do you have anything that you can show the court, the law enforcement community, and the scientific community that, that backs up your conclusions? I can go even further. I spoke to some of the scientists who had done the research, a Dr. Bokart and a Dr. Richter, and whose research was published in PubMed, one of the most reputable scientific publications here in, in North America. Would, have they looked at uh, forensic evidence from your, from your animals? I'm, I'm talking about your animals. I, have I, have I, you had necropsies done properly by a veterinary pathologist who has examined tissue samples and determined that your, your conclusions, that your theories uh, are viable? Uh, this whole Department of Agriculture, every Minister of Agriculture had knowledge of, about it. And what I've encountered all, uh, with the veterinarians and with the uh, pathology lab, it's outright scandalous. About five years ago, there was a new uh, uh, SPCA inspector. She was recommended to me. And uh, uh, she picked up one calf that had just died the day before. And she said, I forward it to the pathology lab in Fredericton. She filled out the forms and everything, wrapped it in plastic. And she said, uh, one of our people is going to uh, Fredericton and uh, they will bring it there. And I had two more lungs in the deep freeze of uh, two other animals that had been killed. And uh, uh, she took them too. And then a few days, about three days later, I contacted uh, that lady and I said, uh, did you get anything back from the pathology lab? She said, no. But she said, it might cost quite a bit money. So I phoned up the pathology lab and I spoke to a Dr. James Golds. And I asked him about and, uh, if they had, uh, and he said, uh, is there done any, any uh, testing and uh, any examination? And he said, uh, no, we got a phone call from the SPCA uh, to destroy the specimen. And I informed him, I said, listen, uh, uh, those specimens are still my property. And then you know what? We have to focus on this mystery again in our next segment. And also we have questions from our listeners to pose of Werner Bach about his encounters, his experiences. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. What's better than Mountain House freeze-dried food? Buckets of Mountain House freeze-dried food. 
Now the freeze-dry guy introduces convenient, easy-to-store Mountain House Survival Buckets filled with our top-selling items. Each item is sealed in a Mylar-type pouch, and each pouch is neatly packed in clear buckets so you can easily see the contents inside. These Mountain House Survival Buckets come with well over a 25-year shelf life and are perfect for emergency preparedness, camping, backpacking, or at-home use. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on freeze-dried foods, and choose our 12-month, 6-month, 3-month, 1-month, or 7-day Mountain House Survival Bucket with 32 generous servings starting at just $69.95. And all orders to the lower 48 ship free. Call 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. That's 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. 100% veteran-owned. The Freeze-Dry Guy. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, Werner Bach, farmer from Canada, joins us explaining why he believes that the authorities have singled him out for harassment, trying to, I guess, get rid of his cattle in rather nefarious ways. Chris? Okay, well, you know, as I mentioned, uh, Werner, when we talked and originally, and I, I suggested that we open this up for questions uh, from our listeners, I do have a number of questions here, and I'd like to uh, go through a few of these. This one comes from Polterwurst, who's uh, actually uh, in Germany. It's one of our German listeners, and he, he wonders how often do these attacks happen per year? Have, have there been periods when the frequency of the attacks changed? Or some methods of killing your poor animals were used more often, less or not at all. In other words, give us a sense of how this thing ebbs and flows uh, through your herd. Well, I want to say uh, there was a distinct pattern. Uh, when I got the cattle through the, uh, through the worst part of the winter, by the end of the winter, you know, generally that's when the killing started over a period of generally about a month. What you're saying is this is an early spring phenomenon? Yeah, the cattle uh, came in good shape through the winter. And uh, in early early spring, you know, that's when uh, the killing started. Because by the end of the winter, uh, we get a lot of snow here, you know. And then uh, towards the end, later end of the winter, uh, we have a warmer temperature during the, uh, during the daytime. It melts uh, the top of the snow. And then during the night, we have maybe uh, 15 below. You know, frost in uh, centigrade, uh, uh, centigrade, and uh, then uh, halfway through the night, you have a hard crust on the snow, and and uh, you can walk. Uh, a person can walk anywhere and not leave any tracks. Okay, so how about how about late summer and early fall? Uh, no, very little uh, during that time, and then uh, during the winter when we had a, a heavy when we had a snowstorm during the night, where the snow would cover up the tracks. Yeah. Okay, so, so we're, we're talking primarily a late winter, early spring uh, time frame. They fulfill their quota. You know, sooner or later we get you out of there. So they kept chipping away in order to win me financially. Yeah, but this has happened for over 30 years. You'd think they'd give up. In fact, it would seem to me that the actors, the players in this conspiracy, 
obviously had to have changed. It couldn't be the same group of people all those years. It is still the same family, and now it's the second and third generation. How about blackleg? I have a question here from Conrad Hartman. He wonders if any of your cattle ever suffered from blackleg. No, 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 no. What is that, by the way, for those of us who are not trained on the farm? Well, blackleg, uh, the, uh, normally uh, they used to uh, give them vaccinations, and uh, it would occur somewhere in late, uh, late uh, July, August. But, but what, uh, it, what is it? I never encountered it personally. Yeah, but, but I'm not color. understanding. What is it, a disease? What is it? Uh, it's, a, it's a disease. Uh, it's, uh, I have to do some reading up, you know. But well, what are, what are some uh, of the mundane, normal diseases that you encounter as a cattle rancher? What are some of the, uh, you know, your, your just run-of-the-mill type uh, afflictions that, that cattle, cattle go through that you've experienced in your herd? What are some of the other, other uh, medical issues? Well, uh, most of the, uh, the medical issues is uh, where you might eventually lose a, lose a cow or, or a calf, you know, during calving. But uh, as long as they have, uh, have their minerals and as long as they have half-decent hay, and even for beef cattle, you know, the breeds, we got the uh, limousine, you know, they don't have to be any, uh, don't have to have uh, any fancy, uh, fancy uh, hay, you know. They uh, basically they can uh, stay in a good shape of uh, hey that's not top quality you know. Well, here's another question from Conrad. Since you've been such a thorn in the side of the uh, authorities about this, and they've they've gone ahead and they've pushed back against you, what medical conditions have the authorities accused you of neglecting in your cattle? What have they accused you of? Just not feeding them enough, or or what is their what is their uh, what are their charges against you as as, uh, as they a farmer? Make anything else fly. So uh, the last uh, this one here now when they uh, dragged me into court after thirty seven years, you know they came up with oh I didn't provide them with a pop of water, with enough water, adequate water, access to water, and I did not uh, provide them with adequate feed, you know. And uh, I didn't use any uh, veterinary uh, assistance since 2009. Now, in regard to water, there's only 80 yards further down, there is a running brook. I put a bridge in, you know, a crossing in. There where the cattle drink, I uh, slope the banks, and I put sandstone in the bottom so they don't muck it up, and they drink it right as it comes out of the pipe from the crossing. Then in the winter, when the snow uh, had been deep, uh, my water line, I get, get the water gravity fed from the, uh, from the hillside, and it goes right by below the barn, right by the barn, and I tap into the water line, and I had a, had a uh, bathtub there where I steady let enough water run in, so the bathtub was always half full. Okay, the long and short of it is, because we can go into this for another two hours, Werner, the long and short of it is you feel you've taken care of your cattle properly, that you're getting a bum rap from the authorities. That's basically what it is, but uh, in regard to feet, last spring, uh, the uh, veterinarian, uh, they uh, uh, didn't haul the uh, local veter- district veterinarian in because he had been covering things up now for many years, Andy saying orange. And uh, the last time I tried to explain that to him about uh, six years ago, uh, he said, we are not trained on it. And okay, said, so you're uh, saying now the veterinarian was hiding information, hiding things, not doing uh, his job? Yeah, it basically uh, the buck 
starts up with a veterinarian. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And when this veterinarian said, we are not trained on it, even so the animals had direct physical burns, deep tissue burns and everything. All the other stuff was being documented when he did some autopsies and he said to me, we are not trained on it. I said, pardon me, this technology has been around for half a century. We all have to take some upgrading. You know, so do you. Werner, it seems to me that it would be very easy to ascertain and prove that a particular wound caused by high heat was real. You know, it would seem to me that just taking off that patch, patch of flesh from the nose, for instance, putting it into formalin and having it independently tested without any sort of front loading to a veterinary uh, pathology lab, that you would be able to determine cause of, of, of the heat uh, it would be an exception, but you would be able to, to prove that, that high heat was used, you know, some sort of lasing instrument or maser as, uh, uh, possibly, or a particle beam uh, type yeah. directed energy. Now, all you have to do is, is take that patch of flesh, put it in formalin, and send it off to a lab with no explanation. Just say, uh, you know, give me an, an analysis of this. H- have you tried to do that? Look, I uh, used, uh, uh, tried to use some other labs, as I say, when that first happened in 1975. I took the rest of the stomach and uh, took it to a lab in uh, Sackville, you know, and uh, nothing. They all stick together. Birds of a feather will stick together around here. Okay, so they're basically conspiring to hide the truth. Yeah, uh, basically there's an old saying, maritimers stick together. And in many instances, people were willing to do the right thing. And even when I was right there, they would get a phone call and they would look all scared and then they wouldn't do anything. And I want to regress again when about five years ago, the SPCA inspector, when she sent the calf to Fredericton, when I followed it up three days later, I was being told that, uh, that they got a phone call from the SPCA to destroy the specimen. I informed him that it wasn't not uh, there uh, Mandate, you know, the specimen was still my property. So, uh, well, Werner, there, there are many veterinary pathologies uh, labs and, and veterinary pathologists out there. Now, you mentioned you spoke with George Onet, who used to do the lab work for the National Institute of Discovery Sciences. Why can't you go ahead and send him forensic samples? And don't front load him, but but send him some, and and then send some to another lab and compare compare the results. We'll get Werner's answer and a lot more with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel? Are devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know.
Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey water filtration systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and re-cleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. If you're considering a water filter, have you heard about Aquapail? Aquapail from FreezeDryGuy.com has huge advantages over many other water filters. American-made Aquapail units are designed and engineered to not just filter contaminated water, but capture or kill all bacteria and viruses to non-detectable levels. Aquapail has the fastest flow rate of any other water filter on the market, filtering a gallon of contaminated water in about five minutes. That's water when you need it. Now, get the world's fastest, safest, and most reliable gravity-fed portable water treatment system for surface water well and wastewater sources. Aquapail. Available in four sizes starting at only $100. In all orders to the lower 48 ship free. Call 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. That's 866-404-3663 or freezedryguy.com. 100% veteran owned. The Freeze Dry Guy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have Werner Bach, rancher, farmer from Canada, asked a very critical question by Chris O'Brien as part of these ongoing incidents of livestock being tampered with, whatever. What's your response? Why didn't you send the samples over to the place that Chris mentioned? I, in uh, different, uh, different, uh, different times, I sent uh, labs to, uh, uh, samples to other labs, but uh, it's like you're hitting a, hitting a brick wall. And, uh, what you're I saying that about, none of the labs want to pay attention to what you have to say and what you have to present. Uh, look, uh, let me continue about this uh, James Galls. 
when he said to me, we got a phone call from the SPCA. I asked him who and what. Okay, and we understand that. That's the ultimate conspiracy no, no, theory. No, that, we understand that, that happens where you go somewhere and you're trying to get something done and they get the mysterious phone call and they stop doing it. But Chris uh, asked but you a question. Could you answer it, please? There is another twist to it. So on a hunch, I had the telephone number of the chief inspector from the SPCA. I had it, so I phoned him up and I, I said, uh, and he said, uh, I asked him, uh, about uh, who made that phone call. And he said, uh, I made the phone call. I said, it was not up to you to make the phone call. It still was my property. Oh, there's nobody doing anything with your cattle. It's all in your head. Okay, I but I'm still not getting the answer. Chris said, yeah, why? But, but, but what I'm saying question. is, why, why stick to local Canadian authorities? Why not go south of the border without any sort of front-loading and supply a veterinary pathologist with samples don't tell them why you're sending them just say i want you to test this and come up with the results and send the same you know cut the sample in half and send the other half to another lab and then compare your results Werner, this is 37 years you've lost hundred hundred thousand dollars plus uh in cattle here uh, we're talking almost a quarter of a million dollars it would definitely be worth your while to spend the money to have a diagnostic lab test a sample, and then the other half of the sample have it tested at another diagnostic lab. That's how you do good science. You don't let them know who you are. You don't let them know why you're sending the sample. You just say, here's a sample. Here's my money. Let me see the results of this test, of these tests that you're going to perform. I mean, that to me would be the way to, to handle this. Now, you, I found out about you first from, from Ted Oliphant who was a law enforcement official down in Fife, Alabama, who investigated almost 200 cattle mutilation cases in the late 80s and early 90s. He's known about your case for quite some time. Have you ever asked Ted for some help about where to get samples tested? Have you supplied him with any sort of forensic evidence? Have, have uh, you? Look, Ted Oliphant is only one of the many alleys I chased down to come to some results. And I don't have the didn't have I don't have the financial resources. And I thought Okay, I so okay, hold please. You're saying then that you don't have the resources to provide him with evidence, you don't have the resources to provide evidence to sources south of the border. So how do we verify any of this? You can complain to the end of time and we can't verify any of what you claim. You're still losing money? It would it would seem to me it would be money well spent to determine and prove that you are being victimized by some sort of high technology. Uh, that, would be, that would be my number one suggestion to you. And, and I, I really think that you should do that. The next time you have a case, take that sample, that skin sample, and very carefully uh, gather it, suspend it in formalin, and uh, you know, cut it in half and send one to one lab, and another to another lab. It's not that expensive compared to hundreds of thousands of dollars of lost livestock. I mean, you need some ammunition to approach your local authorities and say, here's the results of tests. I'm not crazy. The results prove out what I've been saying, or they don't. Uh, this uh, is a very unusual case, I must say. I mean, I've... Uh, no, I want to ask you one question. I've seen the same uh, damage documented that has been done to people with the very same technology. What did the law enforcement do about it? 
Well, without knowing the particulars, I, I, I can't comment. Uh, you know, people... As I, as I say, uh, I came across there last year. There was a Darren Doubt, a young fella, several years earlier. He documented it, and he put it on YouTube. Torture of Christians in America. And it showed people with identical burns, as I've been documenting on the cattle. In one case, there was a, a fella, he has a shirt off, and he had three circular burns about an inch and a half in diameter on his back. Okay, so you're saying here, Werner, that these people were subject to the same kind of, shall we say, abuse as your cattle. Torture of Christians in America. Darren Doubt. And guess what? Right afterwards, he was found dead. Then there is another one I came across, and that is Monarch Project. Torture of innocent men, women, and children, and animals. Again, same documentation on people, you know. And well, Werner, Werner, you're you're kind of mixing apples and oranges here. I I would think that you'd want to concentrate on getting verification, scientific evidence that verifies what you suspect is going on with your cattle. Then you can use that those test results as ammunition to then bring to the authorities and demand some sort of, of investigation. Obviously, these people aren't taking anything. you... Werner, ser- these people aren't taking you seriously because you don't have the proper scientific evidence to back up your claims. Listen, I have been in contact with so many scientists, and I'm greatly dismayed when I see the PhD, you know, uh, uh, by a name, I become already leery. Okay, so you're saying that the scientists with whom you've been in touch refuse to help you. They won't take you seriously. When they, uh, you know, the ones I encountered at the universities and so on, you know, when I encountered them, when they get enough pressure, then suddenly they don't want to have anything to do with it. They take off running. Okay, okay, you think they're being pressured by someone to Uh, not take you seriously. This is not just only about cattle. What I found out within a few years after I came here, within a few years, I found out it wasn't what we were being told, that the, the farmland had been abandoned because people were lazy. But what I found out within a few years, that it was because vegetation control chemicals and all kinds of agricultural chemicals were being dumped on that farmland, a la Agent Orange and so. Why? Why would they in do this? The, in order to get the farmers off the land. And what will they do with the land when they get the farmers off? But the other question uh, is here, it looks to me like it's only happening on your farmland, not the adjacent farmland. It does farmland. not happen on, only on my farm. But I was very well aware about the technologies because I've been using some of those chemicals already in the old country. And when we came over from the old country and we wanted to be self-sufficient, we wanted to grow our own feed grain and then uh, uh, grind and mix our own, own livestock feed, you know. And uh, within a few years, I found out whenever I had a, a field of grain planted and it was coming up, then a small grain would show up, make a few passes over the field, and within a few days the, uh, the, uh, the crop would die right off. We have Werner Bach, a farmer from Canada, with lots more to go with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Yeah. 
Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. You land in Buenos Aires, then are shuttled to Santa Rosa, where a nicely furnished cabin with all amenities, Wi-Fi, executive food and wine, and laundry service awaits. After a good night's sleep, your adventure begins. You're on a golden stag safari for big game. But it's not Africa, it's Argentina. One-on-one guided hunts for water buffalo, cougar, bighorn rams, wild boar, and the biggest stag deer in South America. All gold medal quality. All the action you can handle. Land Rovers, top rental guns with scopes, all food, beverages, hunting guides, ground transportation included, and more. All more affordable than you can imagine. The adventure of a lifetime starts at GoldenStagSafaris.com. The big game hunting ranch. GoldenStagSafaris.com. Food storage? Check. Survival tools? Check. Weapons and water filters? Check. But what about a permanent source of cooking power that can run forever without buying fuel or paying for maintenance? Introducing Afterburner Stoves, home of the original patented rocket stove, the Kelly Kettle, and the Solo Stove. Afterburner Stoves has what you need and now offers all GCN listeners our complete preparedness package with the means to cook meals and sanitize water. Whether you dig in or bug out, cook almost any meal with just a handful of sticks. We already have the lowest online prices guaranteed, but if you enter coupon code GCN at checkout, we'll knock off an additional 15% and send you our amazing 6-hour solar rechargeable light bulb absolutely free. All for only $249. Visit AfterburnerStoves.com or call 866-716-5214. 866-716-5214. AfterburnerStoves.com. Cook hot meals with just a handful of sticks. My name is Stephen Hewer. After 22 years of nutritional counseling, I've observed that most brain malfunctions have at their roots some form of toxicity and brain damage. So whether it is poor memory, poor focus, lack of creative thinking, or more serious matters like inability to focus, speak normally, or remember things, the emphasis to getting one's brain working optimally needs to be on detoxification. One World Way supports your body's number one means of detoxification, which is glutathione production. My name is Angie, and my son has suffered from borderline autism and constipation. I got him on One World Way, and in two months, his constipation is gone. He has become friendlier, he can carry on a normal conversation with me, and he has made his first friend. 
He's doing great, and he looks forward to taking one real way every day. You could offer him a present or a cake, and he would prefer the one real way. Go to OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Or call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Hello, this is John Burroughs, one of the witnesses to the Rendlesham UFO incident. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, I'm getting a picture here which is questionable, and I want to understand it further, Werner Bach, and that is you move from Germany because they didn't treat you right. They were taking your uh, land away. They, uh, they wouldn't uh, renew the leases, whatever. Okay, we understand that. Did any of this happen to you in Germany, or is it unique to your current environment? I never noticed anything like that in Germany because, uh, especially uh, after the war, and so the farmers were needed. Okay, so in Germany, they didn't do anything but take the land away when they needed it for something else. Uh, well, as I say, in, in right across the border in the in the communist part, you know, they took the land away and put them in the in the uh, in the collectivized in the collective farm. Okay, but what about in West Germany before in, uh, the Germany, unification? Germany, as I say, right after after the war, in the, right through the mid fifties, and so they wanted the farmers there uh, for the people to have enough to eat. And if, when people don't have enough to eat and stand in long food lines like they were doing in the Eastern European countries, during that time they cannot work, they cannot be employed productively, you know. And this is uh, what uh, caused the economic miracle after the war, because the farmers they were producing, you know, giving pe- people enough to eat, you know, and then people could work, they had energy to work, the opposite to the communist, to, to the communist system. All right, you know, Chris has a bunch more questions to ask, including some from our listeners. Chris? Yeah, here's another question um, from Polterwurst. In the documentary, you mentioned that one of the cows seems to have fallen from a, 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 some height, and, and then it landed on the ground, uh, you know, and impacted the ground uh, adversely, uh, to, obviously, if it's dropped from a height. Now, was that a unique case, or did you have other animals that you felt were, were lifted up? Uh, and then- no, that was the only, only, only case I encountered. Uh, this was a few years ago. And at the time, we made uh, quite a few YouTubes. There was a fellow staying here at the farm, and he had a, uh, a uh, camera, and he put it on YouTube. But most of the YouTubes we made at that time, they're gone off the Internet. Uh-huh. Well, how, how did you know? Uh, what led you to believe the animal had been dropped from a height? The injuries uh, she had. And uh, then uh, the year previously, uh, on two occasions during the night, one time between 1 and 2 o'clock at night, I'd been checking on the cattle, and I was walking across the yard, and I happened to look uh, back to uh, to the ridge that's over a shallow, uh, you know, a low ridge that's overlooking the area. And I saw the distinct downturn searchlight of a helicopter within a quarter of a mile coming out between two tall pine trees. And there was no sound coming from there. Well, well, how did you know that the one animal had been dropped from a height? What led you to believe that? What condition was the animal in? As I say, I describe it in there. Let me say, uh, then at another time between 9 and 10 o'clock at night, it was dark. And I was walking across the yard and I happened to look up. Uh, I'm in the flight path of the uh, overseas flights, you know. I watch, uh, you know, then sometimes when I walk across the yard, you know, how many jet planes are in the sky, and then there's another flight path of a flight school between Moncton and Fredericton. They commute back and forth. Sometimes you have four, four, five uh, single-engine planes flying there. But anyway, I happened to look right overhead, and I saw the distinct downturn 
uh, searchlight of a helicopter directly over the farmyard, but making a real sharp turn, a turn a, 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 a normal plane couldn't make. And again, there was no sound. Wait a minute so, here. We're talking about a helicopter that makes no sound. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, please. We're talking about a helicopter that makes no sound, that makes sharp turns. It sounds like we're talking about a UFO, not a helicopter. Uh, no, no, not uh, not UFO. Helicopter, uh, the uh, the uh, search flight goes down at uh, like uh, 50 degree, you know. Well, if, if it had been me, Werner, if I had seen a helicopter low over my ranch and I was having these cattle, uh, these unexplained cattle deaths, boy, I would have whipped out my thirty odd six and tried to bring that sucker down. I don't don't have a thirty odd six. I don't have a gun. But uh, before I look for uh, extraterrestrial ex- explanation, I look what's on the ground. And in a lot of the incidents, well, you never did answer my question. How did you determine that the animal had been dropped from a height? I want to explain to you. Uh, real easy, silent helicopters and the uh, and the injuries the animal had. Okay, what silent injury? helicopters. What silent helicopter are we talking about? I spoke to a former military pilot who is now uh, my senator, Joe Day, and he confirmed to me. He said, "Yeah, they got uh, the technology uh, where they can uh, cancel out the sound on the helicopters." Well, I, I've actually seen that with my own eyes and, and uh, not heard it with my ears. Uh, so they do have uh, noise uh, cancellation technology. But, but again, Werner, describe the condition of the animal that you felt was dropped from a height. As I say, this was on the weekend. And generally, uh, most of the dirty deeds they were doing on, on, uh, on the weekend, you know, starting up from Friday night. So on uh, Saturday morning, I was coming out, and the cattle, they were... Uh, Overnight, they had stayed here right across from the yard, from the house in the, in the side hill, where they were bedded down. And when I came there to, uh, to feed them, uh, this cow was laying there. Her hind uh, hoof was partly ripped off. Uh, the 11 or 12-inch long horn was fully rammed into the ground. There were no major disturbances on the ground. And uh, blood was coming out of the hind end, oozing out, out of the hind end. And foam and bloody foam was coming out of the mouth, and she naturally was dead. Did you do a necropsy? I didn't have to do a necropsy. I didn't have to do a necropsy because the injuries the animal had. What I figured, they hoisted up, you know, put the cable around the hoof, but an accident happened. The cable slipped, and it ripped part of the hoof, you know, ripped it half off. Okay, now, now you're talking about abduction of cattle. How many cattle have you gone out and found uh, stolen or, or, or gone? This was the only cow I found in this kind of a way. But sometimes during the summer, uh, a few times, uh, one or two, uh, like a four or five hundred pound calves, they disappeared out of the pasture. And generally, the, the calves by themselves, they don't take off. The herds, they stick, stick together. It's a whole family unit. How many animals have, have um, uh, mysteriously just disappeared like that? Not like that, but as I say, uh, there have been uh, at least uh, five or six animals over the years that have disappeared. Okay. Well, I, I still think, Werner, that you should, uh, you should do a double-bind test, uh, forensic sample testing, uh, with two labs that uh, receive samples not from you but from somebody else, have one of your um, uh, relatives or, or rancher friends go ahead and send off samples listen, suspended in Formland so I, that you are, not, you are not in any way tied to the samples uh, in the eyes of the, uh, of the pathology lab. That would be my, my advice to you, is you need to have some ammunition to prove 
or disprove that your theories are correct because anything less than that, you're just going to be spinning your wheels and losing your, your livestock. Well, as I say, you know, when you think it's sale lease, I want to tell you, I don't think uh, the rest of the, most of the rest of the population, they have to live it as much in reality as us farmers have. When I started farming uh, pretty near over 50 years ago, you know, where at 50 years ago, there were 20 farmers. There's maybe now one farmer left, you know. And uh, as I say, whatever task I have to confront, I have to deal with the means I have, financial means and so, and work-wise and everything, you know. And uh, when uh, the community think those things can keep on going, they have to face the consequences. And I want to say something else. What I, uh, when you ask about the question, why do that to the farmers? I went to business college too. I went to agriculture college. And uh, if you, if I, as a farmer, I want to stay in business, I have to do some pretty sharp figuring because there is no taxpayer and no daddy in the sky bailing me out. You know. And uh, what did I want to say? Well, it just seems to me that you need some some evidence to back up your claims so that you'll be taken seriously. And if you need help locating a, a pathology lab, you should let me know, and uh, I can refer you on to some labs. And we won't even tell them that uh, the samples are coming from you to to you know hopefully. Uh, so what can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this is obviously a very, very complicated story, and we hope to have a little bit more clarification in our next segment. Werner Bach joining us. He'll have an answer to Chris's comment and request. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. We travel so much, and having a fake TV, well, it gives added peace of mind. Burglars look for houses that appear to be easy targets. But fake TV can fool even professional burglars into thinking someone is home watching television. As a recent widow living alone, it gives me great peace of mind to set my fake TV near a window and know that passing motorists and pedestrians will think someone is home watching TV when I'm actually away from home. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet, just like a light on a timer. And they're so easy to use, you just plug them in and they're ready to go. Plus, they're so affordable that we have one upstairs and downstairs. 
Fake TV is only $34.95. Order your fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. Looking back on 2012, we ask ourselves, how did we ever survive from natural disasters like Hurricane Sandy and the devastating summer drought to the family hardships brought on by a disastrous economy? Our hearts go out to those that have lost everything. At eFoods Direct, we hear from customers every day that are fortunate enough to weather life's storm by having a supply of food on hand. After Hurricane Sandy, Danny from New York City wrote, almost all of the grocery stores are closed, but I managed to get my eFoods just in time to be able to help my my sister and niece. It is better to be prepared 10 years too early than one day too late. I can warn you, but I can't feed you. Heed the warnings and do what Alex has done. Call 800-409-5633 today or go to efoodsdirect.com slash Alex and build your food supply. It's the best tasting non-GMO long-term storable food on the planet. Call 800-409-5633 or efoodsdirect.com slash Alex. You can bet your life on efoodsdirect. There's a guy named Dr. Wallach who is anything but your typical doctor. Both a veterinarian and a naturopathic physician, Doc asks, why is this country spending more money on health care by far and ranking 50th in health and longevity worldwide? Doc believes that people should empower themselves with a basic understanding of nutrition, taking charge of their life, and attaining optimal health and longevity through nutrition, not by toxic pharmaceutical drugs that lead to side effects that require more expensive and toxic pharmaceutical drugs. Talk about being dependent on drug companies to our own destruction, no less. This is clearly a deadly recipe. Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the government and big pharma manipulation of our health and healthcare system. I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people about healthcare, and I've joined forces with him to help this tireless crusader spread his message. Visit brightsideben.com and listen to Doc Wallach's deadly recipe lectures. It makes a lot of sense, and I invite you to join our Brightside Ben team. Go to brightsideben.com. That's www.brightsideben.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. With Gene and Chris, we continue with the Paracast. Our guest is Farmer Werner Bach. Chris asked him a question about submitting this stuff for analysis. Werner? Look, uh, you don't know the maritime community. And especially over the, li- over the years, they know every move I make. If I go to the post office or a courier comes in and picks up the sample, they know everything. And they can interfere. They even interfere with mail and anything, you name it. Okay, so you're saying that if you ship this item to a laboratory in the United States that agrees to analyze it, and Chris can certainly find some possibilities for that, that that act you'd be seen, and that they'd prevent you from accomplishing it? Would they intercept the package? What? Well, there's ways around that, uh, Werner. You could have a friend take the formalin and bring it to a city and have them send it to me, and then I can go ahead and have it sent to the lab. I mean, there's ways around uh, any sort of monitoring that you think is going on there. I mean... Uh, Listen, listen, there was another farmer there about uh, 30 some years ago. They went through a similar thing, so they finally had to sell the farm. 
And I spoke a year later uh, to the farmer's wife, and she said, at one time we thought we had friends. But when, when the trouble started up, there were no more friends there. Well, I, I know people up in your neck of the woods. I, I do have some contacts up there, and I could get, possibly get somebody to do this for you. But uh, as I say, I wanted to finish off the other part there. Over the years, I've been thinking that uh, the way agriculture has gone down, uh, down the tube here in the Maritime Provinces and in the northern New England states like Maine, the same pattern. A region that at one time was self-sufficient in food production and that even was exporting food. You know, now on the average, they are importing 90% of the food, what they uh, easily could produce here. And it uh, would give lots of people a job and it would be a, a sustainable part of the economy. And we could produce healthy food for the people here. You know, no Monsanto no big uh, chemical applications, you know, and it would uh, take quite the pressure of the healthcare budget. But I was thinking about a region that was self-sufficient at the time. A lot of the goods and services were changing hands in the barter system. There was no money or very little money in for big business. There was very little money in for big government. And if I would be one of those big business tycoons, I would try to destroy this local economy. And a region that at one time was self-sufficient has their needs been produced halfway around the world. And especially with slave labor or buy it up there for pittance because it's been produced at a surplus. Okay, and you know, uh, Werner, we have only a few minutes left. I really don't want to interrupt you. But yeah. Chris has asked you a question over and over again about submitting this evidence. And you say, well, if you shipped it, they'll see it. What about if you get in a car and drive down here? I don't, Go have directly. I don't have a car anymore. Okay, you don't drive. You don't have anybody I mean, whom you trust. I license, but I've been financially so backed up against the wall. So you have no way to travel. You can't take a cab. You can't go to the airport, get on a drive. plane. I cannot drive to the States and uh, go into the States because I don't have my uh, proper papers. Well, normal people can drive back and forth well, to I Canada. I'm still a landed immigrant. When they pulled that off in 1975, I was about to receive my Canadian citizenship, and I refused it. I said I accept the Canadian citizenship when I see the Canadian justice system is working. But, Werner, you don't need to drive anywhere. I've offered you uh, the possibility of having someone up there travel to your ranch, pick up the samples, and then properly uh, get them down to a forensic pathology lab. Well, so far, no. Since I got so much publicity. Werner, Chris just made the offer. He knows people up there. They come to you at their expense. They'd retrieve the sample. They would promise to have it analyzed at a laboratory, probably in the United States, and give you the results. What's the problem with that? Forget about whether you're a citizen of Canada or not. Forget about anything else. Forget about whether your neighbors will see you. I don't have any more samples right now. What they happened have to them? Me lately. What happened to them? Because I made such a stink on the Internet. They have to be, they back off every time I put the pressure on them. Then they back off. 
Okay. Well, okay. Well, Werner, let, let's let's leave it at this before we run out of time here. Get yourself some formalin, not formaldehyde, formalin. Get a container of it and be ready for if another case occurs to carefully gather a sample, cut it in half, and put one half in, in the formalin in one container, the other half in formalin in the other container. You, those, those samples will be good virtually forever. Then we could go ahead and set up a way to retrieve those samples, secretly have them tested without your being involved, and come up with some results. Without that, you're spinning your wheels. Look, I'm in the process of selling the cattle. I want to get out because they have been gassing me now so bad. And I have all the angina pain and everything. Okay, wait a minute here. They are now gassing you. It's not just the cattle anymore. It's you. Do you have uh, a fa- been- Let me ask you, Werner, please. Let me ask you because we're running out of time. We have about three minutes left, and I need to ask you some quick focus questions here. So first of all, Werner, let me try to understand more fully something about your current living situation, okay? So please tell me, do you have a family there with you? I've been living alone here. Well, I've been living alone most of the time here. You know, I don't have a family here. Did you have a family in Germany or what? Easy picking. Okay, you have no family here. Do you have a family elsewhere in Germany somewhere? I still got one brother living over there in Germany and nieces and nephews. Okay, and you don't have friends here that you trust. It's just you alone. You have employees? No, I don't have employees. I'm I'm a one man show. Oh boy. And if I if I would have a family, I would have had, had to quit it already long ago. That way they don't have a, have a, have any When I got a family, they got uh, somewhere they can put pressure on. And I've seen a lot of people when they have a family or a loved one, you know, then they cannot fight that fight. Then they are vulnerable. Well, it sounds like you have a very lonely existence there. I hope at least you have satellite TV or something so you can be entertained. Uh, uh, Listen, uh, I don't need satellite TV. I've watched television now for for years. And radio, I think the last time I I listened uh, for half an hour radio uh, 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 about a week ago. So you know, every day you basically have an existence. You're not watching TV. You're not listening to the radio. Do you read a newspaper? Oh, every so often uh, if, if uh, there's something uh, is of interest to me. But uh, most of my information, now I go deeper into it through the Internet and I sift through, sort the wheat from the chaff because there's a lot of trash on the Internet. But I've been, uh, been around uh, long enough and I can uh, sort out most of, the, uh, most of the chaff. And I have... Lots of friends right across the continent and in other continents. You know, you sound like you have a very lonely existence, and I feel really Uh, bad for you. I'll tell you what, Werner, is there any place our listeners can check you out online? Uh, It's easy. Just Google my name, Werner Bock. But uh, as I say, I want to say, uh, I'm not not, uh, saying that uh, anything that has been done by UFOs and aliens, I'm a down-to-earth person. At first, I look for causes on this earth and the evidence I can gather on this earth and the evidence I've gathered so far, it does not point to UFOs and aliens doing this. Verna, thank you very much. You can find more information from Chris 
at OurStrangePlanet.com. OurStrangePlanet.com. We hope to get that webcam up real soon now. You can find us at TheParacast.com. Once again, that's TheParacast.com. And on Twitter, we are known as TheParacast. We even have a couple of pages over at Facebook. How about that? From Gene and Chris, Werner Brock, thanks for joining us this week on The Paracast. Uh, you're welcome, but uh, sorry about uh, some of the arguments, you know. <laughs> no problem. We're, we're just trying to help, Werner. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. But uh, as I say, before I look for UFOs and aliens, I think I look here for terrestrial causes. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>